This is Fight Together. In this series, we explore the major themes, stories, influences, and ideas in One Piece, as well as the reverberations it has made in the real world. We do not shy away from the uncomfortable. We critique and criticize, and we explore topics that polarize. We hope you listen with open minds and open hearts. This is episode four, Women and Shonen. This is Fight Together, and my name is Zach, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brian. Hey, how's it going? You may know him from Rick and Morty and Teen Titans Go. And we also have, of course, uh, we also have Shannon Strucci from Strucci Movies, Critical Bits, Struggle Session. How's it going, Um, Shannon? Going great. Good. Uh, We have a lot of great guests to go through a very important topic this week. Uh, We're going to be going through women, gender issues in One Piece, and a lot more. Uh, Our editor-in-chief, Kelly, is here. How's it going, Kelly? Great. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, Our contributor, Jill, returns. How's it going, Jill? Uh, It's good. Glad to be back. Uh, We have Kendra from the My Hero Academia and Haikyuu podcast. How's it going, Kendra? Good. I'm happy to be be on. Yeah. First time on the Fight Together podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, returning... Uh, returning champion we have from uh, Yurikon speaker, writer, editor, adapter, Erica Freeman's with us. How's it going, Erica? Oh, great. Thank you very much for having me here again. So glad to be back. No, it was such a pleasure to have you on last time. Uh, I had gonna, so much fun. I know. Yeah, we're, just, we're, we're getting spoiled at this point. Um, uh, it's, it's great. You guys are a fantastic group of people. I'm so excited that you invited me back. Anytime. Aww, thank I you. I really appreciate it. Also don't know how to take a compliment, personally. <laughs> uh, trying to. I'm trying to. Um, so today, we're going to be talking about a really important topic. Um, and I, I'm, you know, I'm sh- there's, there's a wide a- array of uh, discussion to, to be had here. Um, and Shannon, in particular, w- was nice enough to, to kind of put together an outline for us for, for this episode. I'm trying to even like think of where do we begin, um, and it, it's it's a difficult thing. But I'm I'm going to go around the room, and I, I I'll first say what what does let's start with the positive. We'll do a compliment sandwich here. Um, what does One Piece do better than most shonen series when it when it comes to its portrayal of women in the series? Um, I'm going to start with uh, Shannon, if that's all right. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I think there are some female characters that are just so well done and are some of my favorite characters from anything ever. I would say like uh, Bell Mare or like more recently Big Mom that just have Oda's full depth of personality and depth of creativity and character design um, that I 
think is unmatched out of any comics that I've read. So when he's like firing all, on all cylinders and seeing a female character is human and fully capable, which he isn't always, but when he is, uh, I think it's great. And I think Nami and Robin are fantastic characters too, especially closer to when they were introduced, uh, when he utilized them more. I would say this is a lot of backhanded compliments. I love one <laughs> piece, but especially like everything with big mom and also like Okiku and, I think in the past couple of years, he's gotten better and more consistent with female characters as well. So there are just certain hits that I just love. Um, Kelly. So, so I would also uh, echo, uh, you know, when, when Oda takes the time to, to fully flesh out these characters uh, and give us that depth, that, that is a, a really amazing thing. And, and I also really do admire a lot of the different forms of strength that he exhibits in his female characters, uh, you know, whether it's, it's fighting prowess or intelligence, um, you know, when he takes the time to develop the characters, if you look at, uh, you know, like a Vivi or a Nami or a Robin, you know, they've been um, integral parts of the story. They, they've, made they've solved problems they've helped push things along and you know if you especially look at someone like nami and robin um it's so established of their cunning their intelligence their strength even if it's not necessarily being able to punch someone out but they're not going to be able to find the the one piece without their savvy and their skills so I, i think a lot of it is those those uh definitions of strength and and also showing those female characters you know overcoming a lot of different obstacles and, and continuing to grow strong in many ways, albeit not always physically, which sometimes I have a little bit of a problem with, but, uh, we'll definitely you know, get we, into that. <laughs> yeah, we definitely will. Um, Erica. Well, basically everything that was said, I say as well. Mm-hmm. And I specifically, I think the, the two things that really drew me into one piece first were not only that Nami was smart, Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. wildly smart, but also um, she came out fully formed. Like she knew who she was, and she knew what she wanted, and she wasn't willing to compromise. And they, no one had to make her compromise to make her work as a character. Um, and then, of course, we get her story in Belmare is a very strong character. But um, and the fact that yes, Nico Robin appears on our screen as a intelligent and intellectual character and no, nobody is making fun of that nobody is is uh is slandering her for being too smart the dr stone did that to me i i, I mm. want to scream how the only intelligent really genuinely intelligent character in the entire series is a woman and they do nothing but make fun of her and i thought well i can't stand this and that's something that i think a lot of the shonen stuff does mm. where you have a character who is either meant to be the main character's love interest and maybe she's okay too, but she's always sidelined and, or she's smart and we make fun of her and, and one piece never did that. Um, I do think that giving characters, particularly side characters like big mama and to some extent, she's a side character. She's not a main crew character. Um, giving her a fully developed personality really does set, one piece apart and there are so many things that are done wrong in shonen with with female characters and you have to remember my original shonen were things like Yu Yu Hakusho back in the day when it first happened where there's one female character or two female characters they never talk to each other they're not never on the screen together and to have so many major characters be women and it's true that a lot of them aren't most of them are just screaming Rufy all the time like there's nothing mm-hmm. else <laughs> there's not like there's a lot of content in their in their conversations they're mostly going watch out you know but but 
the fact that there's so many that we can have a conversation not about the one or the two or the three female characters in this ongoing long series. And all of them are, most of them are fully formed. Many of them have amazing backstories and skills beyond just being a good fighter or a good thing. Nami was what drew me into the series. She wasn't just a thief. She's the XO. And that was so significant. It was always understated, but even now when we split up the crew, if Nami is with one portion of it, she's the one in charge of that portion. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. And she, everyone defers to her and there's not a question and no one makes a big deal of it. It's not like Star Trek writing. They go, well, it's the 24th <laughs> century, so a woman can be a leader mm-hmm. now, you know, which drives me crazy. <laughs> and it just, everyone just does. And everyone knows she really has the skills she has. And she's always leaning upwards and forwards. And yeah. everyone relies on that. And I think that is by far and away the thing that is done the rightest. I've been watching a lot of Voyager recently. And, Me too. <laughs> and, and, and there's sometimes they're good with it. And other times you're right. They're like, oh, this must be, a, this is such an odd thing that, yeah. Um, I also grew up with Dragon Ball. And, you know, coming coming from a, from a man's point of view, looking from the outside, it was also super refreshing to see oh, you could have women be major uh, major characters with their own uh, interests and their own, you know, uh, guidance uh, in the series. It's it's a really great thing to see. Just um, to back up the Yu Yu Hakusho point, I just finished the series, and the only <laughs> oh, woman wow. who, yeah, the only woman who I actually, like, really liked and enjoyed didn't show up until the end of the arc. Uh, Absolutely. With, she was, yeah, she was, like, the blonde demon woman who was a mm-hmm. drunk. I was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. oh, I love her. Where's she been the whole time? Kubara's <laughs> <laughs> sister was the only one that I really liked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but she, she, she like, fell in love with. Oh, right. oh yeah. And like, exactly. I'm looking at her. I'm thinking, yes, you know, why don't we have a whole series about her? Uh, I just love Genkai. Genkai's my favorite. Let's say, yeah, I like Genkai. Genkai, yeah. Genkai's, Genkai's pretty yeah. great. But that's why uh, she's also very stereotypical. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas... Kuwabara's sister is like a whole different set of stereotypes, which I'm going to be talking about in an upcoming video, but she's got this very cool vibe that's going on, and she seems to like be totally cool with everything that's going down, as long as she gets another cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I could definitely do a whole Yu Yu Hakusho version of this discussion, and I think that would be interesting. Uh, Kendra? Uh, I think I'll second what everyone else said. Like, I really appreciate like Big Mom and also maybe like Boa Hancock a bit that there are like really powerful women in the series that people are like they're respected and also feared. Mm-hmm. And also that Nami, she's the navigator. She's just not there as kind of like what easily could have been just like, oh, I'm just here. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just like the hot girl. and She doesn't really do anything that she is like really important and like really crucial to the crew is what I really appreciate. And also kind of just that there are like so many female characters not like hunter hunter like none none of the main cast are girls it's just a dude fest so like i kind of appreciate that yeah it's the same author as you i know someone did mention i think like someone's talking about that like togashi just like avoids having he there are definitely are female characters in togashi's work but he may be like kind of like actually let's just not and it's like really but we're not talking about that. This is one of these podcasts. Uh, but I think that's about it. Like, I, I just really love Nami. I think, like, so she has one of my favorite moments in the series. And it's really nice that she does, like, continue to have those little character moments. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, it is interesting, the kind of, like, the different kinds of strengths. And I'll, maybe I'll touch on that for, like, the critique area. But 
Yay, One Piece. <laughs> that's, I, I'm sorry. I think everyone else covered it really well. Uh, Jill. Yeah, so I'm sure we'll go into more of this later on. But, I mean, one of the very first things is Zoro's backstory, where Otis literally spells it out for us from having a main character say that, like, women are not weaker than men just because they're women. Like, that is what you are supposed to pull out of that. And it's one of the very first things we learn. Um, o- Oda might be bad putting that in practice and fights, but he's agreed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he is telling us that this is like a belief that Zoro, a main character who is very stereotypically manly, has like this belief that um, men and women, the strength is not because of their gender. Um, Monet fight is, is a mm-hmm. whole thing, um, but at least Zoro's backstory says that straight up. Um, and I, we were talking about it earlier, but just the sheer amount of women in this series, obviously they don't really, it's not the same amount as the men, but my God, in Wano, I've been able to look in uh, sh- like just screenshots of crowds and there's a good amount of women. Just yeah, looks, yeah. It's awesome. Like, and they're like weird ones too. It, it's, I, I've been seeing this more and more recently actually with Oda where he's uh, after whole cake, especially in Wano now um, where there's been like just in the background, just more gender uh, kind of balanced as opposed to sometimes you'll watch an anime and every single person in the background is a man. And if it's a woman, it's because they're important um, yeah. because that's the only reason they're there. Um, and it's one of the things about Shonen obviously is sometimes a woman is there and it's only so she can be a love interest. And it is so refreshing <laughs> to go mm-hmm. through one piece and absolutely none of the main women are a love interest to anyone else on the crew. None of them are there just for uh, to fawn over someone. And if they do have a crush on someone, there's more to their story than that, um, which I I love. It's it's so nice not to just see a woman who's there just to be like, oh, Luffy Coon, uh, but like have other things. That's <laughs> I, I can think of one. That's like a subversion. Yeah. 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 Like yes. But, but, you know, Jill, like what you were saying, especially when we start to look at like the beast pirate crews and, and you know, the, yeah, the pleasures exactly. and the gifters, the amount of female members, I feel like it's almost exponentially increased just when we started getting introduced to these crews as well. Yeah, it's yeah. like we're getting we're getting a couple of women and a couple of men. So it's it's never like all men and then this one female character like it's never like shirahime and everybody else around her is you know practically is is male or something you know it's uh, i actually think that the line about that you just made about about the backgrounds in wano i noticed that too i was actually sitting there at one point watching one of the background scenes and i thought my god look there's like all these women and children yeah, like a real players. town might actually be. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I actually have something I noticed about like uh, women representation as far as like incidental background characters. If you notice, the one group uh, that has almost exclusively male characters is the world government. Yes, and, mm. the, and the Marines have like some female representation in the background, but very rarely. And like what Jill said, they're more like important characters, like uh, Crane or someone else. But yeah, like. The world government is exclusively patriarchal. Which is kind of all point in and of itself. Exactly. You know, yeah. you know that, that, that the point is there. Yeah, no, they're women. Yeah, because yeah. you don't you didn't see a single female agent in Innis Lobby outside of Khalifa. Yep. Yeah, I didn't think about that one either. Um so I I think, yeah, definitely part of it. I think the new world, we've definitely had more of that. I'm, I'm wondering if it's just like the, 
I'm not sure, you know, if it's specifically Big Mom or, you know, if that's like kind of what brought it to his attention more. And and after that, Oda decided, you know, oh, maybe that's something I should have more of. Um, I think it definitely kicked off after Dressrosa. There was not many female mooks in Dressrosa, but once we hit Zoe, that's when we started having a ton more women in the background. Dressrosa had a lot of problems. Um, (laughs) Should I I mean, so you guys have um, a lot of uh specific characters that you all want to wanted to go through should we try and do that um in a, a chronological way um i guess as much actually, as possible can i can i ask no, a favor before we do that i'd actually like to start way down on the list with yeah. the idea that uh there are so few mothers because oh yeah yeah because oda actually discusses that in one of the early sps's and it was one of the most enraging things i'd ever read by him yeah yeah, or he says that that a young man can't go off on adventure until he basically loses his mother, and I yeah. thought, what kind of life do you have? Who yeah. who even thinks that way? Yeah, it's the like uh, the mom is the opposite of adventure. I think is the line exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about it, or can I, I have like a little bit I want to Please, talk about? Please go ahead. Please. Yeah. I guess it makes me think of Toki, and I know because like Toki especially actually did go on an adventure. Like she traveled with Whitebeard, and like had kids, and was like out adventuring, kind of like the complete opposite of that. And then she got a mystery illness, and they left her behind in like Wano, where we don't know how good the medicine is there. And I guess like now with like COVID, you can kind of be like, oh. Maybe it was, like, they didn't want the contagion to, like, spread throughout the ship. But, like, they didn't really mention that at all. Like, Buggy got ill, but it wasn't, like, I don't know, is Roger, like, immune compromised? Buggy got left left behind, and so did Captain Yorkie when he got sick as well. That's true. Yeah. Clowns have a a different standard, I think. Yeah. (laughs) But I just feel like it wasn't actually, like, a character reason. It was just more that like oh she knows too much and um let's just throw her overboard because if she goes to uh, she if she reaches raft hill she'll be like oh i recognize this thing <laughs> Maybe, so like yeah. no but like it's straight up i think it wasn't like it was just kind of over being like wait shit, she knows too much and kind of just shafted her to the side rather than it being like actually I think like, a that's plot that's reason. that was my like, i'm not sure you know who here is is all caught up with that part but um yeah, that was my <clears throat> take on it, at least, that she was kind of a, f- <clears throat> sorry about that. She was kind of like a plot foil, like she could, she mm-hmm. could, she was, it's like that character that's too powerful and could, you know, unravel yeah. the plot itself. And that's, yeah. that was my f- uh, guess about it. I'm not sure. You know, I think, I, I think Erica also hit a really good point. I'm, I was trying to find the SBS. Um where where he says that i think we also discussed that you know maybe what's going through yeah i'm not trying to give a i'm not trying to excuse what he said but trying to maybe think of the reasoning is that maybe he meant parents but either way you know obviously kind of a i'm a literature major and yeah there's a classic buildings roman that goes on that where the young man goes off to find adventure and find himself and find virtues and find women and all that stuff. And it's not an unknown concept. And all of One Piece is a Bildungsroman. It sure. is that. So so to some extent, he's not he's not straying from a very classic formula. On the other hand, he said it so bluntly, 
like, oh, you know, mothers, of course, are the ones, they're, they're what, you know, they're the ones who make you eat your vegetables and go to bed at eight o'clock at night. And therefore we can't possibly have adventure with them. And I'm thinking it's like, it reinforces that idea that every young man is, a, it, that every, every male is a baby until he leaves <laughs> a woman. You know, that, that women make, that infantilize men. That the very existence mm. of a woman in a man's life infantilizes men. Therefore, they can't be real men until they leave. the. It's so Spartan and stupid yeah. and mm. annoying and it's childish. And additionally, it kind of takes away, like, hello, there's two parents, father's discipline too. So yeah. it, it, it almost like disregards but male look at all parenting the, look as at all well. Look at all the fathers in one piece. Are they the worst or the worst? <laughs> they, they are the worst. worst. But it is yeah. interesting if you combine that SBS <laughs> comment with a bunch of dead mothers and deadbeat fathers because it's like, yep. you know, mo not everybody, but a lot of people have two parents who discipline them and, and mm. raise them and, you know, things like that. So to say that it's always falling onto a woman as well is 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 equally kind of frustrating to me. And, but then you also have all, as you say, all these horrible deadbeat fathers, which just give you no, they they provide no role model, which again feeds into the idea of the Buildings Roman, where the boy has to go exactly. off and leave because he has nothing. And I think that's part of one of the things I, I dislike the most about generic literary tropes of that kind where it's like i have to you know they've taken everything away from me or i have nothing and i'm walking away into this complete adventure and it's to me that's really actually just a form of lazy writing mm -hmm. yeah um and, yeah. and it's, but it's a pirate villain's roman so of mm -hmm. course it's not i mean it's, why would we ever expect there to be a better idea so in one sense it's really lame but on the other sense it's very classic yeah, and also it's like like Toki to go back to her again. She's like from the ancient kingdom and has so much knowledge. Like, oh, she's been leaping in time to do something. She has a kid and just suddenly only her family, only her kids. Like, she literally has been jumping through time, but she doesn't think herself to send people through time. She has to be told to, and she has to be told what to say mm. as well. Like, the final prophecy isn't her words. It's what she got from Odin. Or at least mm. that's what it seems to have applied. And it's like, really? Like, she comes a mom and she just like... Any kind of like personality goes away. Uh, when I, so, you know, you know uh, real fast. Of, I'm sorry, but the, real quick, there's that sense in Japan. It's a very real thing where mm. you don't call the mother by her name anymore. Mm. Right, the moment she's married, she's you know she's your wife, and then she's mother, and she's Okasan for the rest of her existence. And she doesn't have a first name anymore. Ah. So there's this sort of sense in Japan that women particularly have that that marriage and motherhood in a sense rob them of their real identity so maybe I, he's doing it as a commentary i don't mm -hmm. but maybe let's give him credit <laughs> i think one of the women that really uh exemplifies that the most is rouge we don't know anything about her at all we know her name oh, and yeah. i'm sure That's she true. has a d just so she could pass it on to ace um We've had a bunch of stuff about Roger lately and mm. absolutely nothing about Rouge, which 20-month mm. pregnancy, okay, Oda, whatever, <laughs> this is, okay, fine. But, like, her entire purpose thus far was to give birth to Ace and die. Yeah. Um, and if we get backstory for her, I will be so happy, but I'm a little afraid we're just not because Ace is gone. His story is, well, we're getting some in Wano, but, like, his story is pretty much over. So if we get nothing about Rouge, who is the woman that the Pirate King loved... Then it's like, what was the point of her? Exactly. It, she's, she just becomes like breeding stock and nothing yeah. else. Yeah, she's the mother of Ace. Again, Okasan, she's not a real person. There's exactly. No, there's no real person I, there. I would hope that, that 
I hope I would hope the fact that she's a D would mean her role would come back up again. Specifically, not just the fact they have a D, but also what their last name represents in that culture. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Yeah, and also just like dead moms in general, like in other manga as well. Like Mr. Luffy's mystery mom, Gon's mystery mom, and it's just like. Really? Like, she, they're off to adventure so much you can't even, like, oh, he's like, we get really cool dragon! And then the mom is mystery. He just, Luffy disappeared in the world. They don't so even I, mention her. It's crazy. <laughs> so yeah. I, Seriously. It's it's a good it's a good segue. Um, I wanted so, to mention real fast. Oh, Shannon, please, please, please. Um, when I wrote that note about, like, sick and dead moms, like, what meaningful difference is there between Usopp's mom and Sanji's mom? Apart from Usopp's mom has a long nose. <laughs> Like serious, I was thinking about oh, that. God. Very true because, like, like, you, like you don't. We don't know what you think about Usopp's mom was poor. Usopp's mom. That's true. That's true. Not royalty. Like in a series yeah. with so much creativity, that just kind of like, and, and it's also like Luffy's yeah. dad and Usopp's dad are just kind of went off to go do their. It's like. Yeah. These are different kind of gender stereotypes, but it's mm-hmm. all kind of like, oh come on, because everyone else is like Nico Olvia is so cool, Belmare is so cool. It's like, come on. Yeah, like it's, it's like, like it's very head lady. It's like, who cares about those? They're just, they're just plot devices to get yeah. the characters out there. It's kind of cool. kind of did like what usually the fathers do, leaving. And the dad also did leave and is like a complete mystery, which is kind of like fun to have kind of the, Robin being like the opposite of, mm-hmm. or like kind of a flipped version yeah. of what we usually get. I, I mean, so it, it's a pretty good segue. The, the volume 78 SBS is where that quote comes from uh, regarding the antonym of adventure is mother line, which I, I mean, Erica, I think that's a, a really, really good point too. It's also interesting that that SBS right next to it has uh, the, the question, by the way, was why are so many of One Piece's One Piece characters have mothers who are unknown or deceased? So someone, someone in Japan did. <laughs> realize <laughs> that this was an issue and it was it was weird but also the picture next to it is Dadan who I think is one of the best examples of why that's completely untrue I think she is you know <laughs> someone who does provide like a really great example of a of a mother figure um for Luffy I I mean I don't know if it, that's in my personal opinion um and that's why when people ask you know what about Luffy's real mother? You know, real mother. I think Dadan kind of. We we sure. talked about that found family thing in, in mm. One Piece. We talked about mm-hmm. that on on a, a few episodes back. I think that's that may be more kind of the point is that the parents, both the fathers and the mothers, aren't as important. Maybe you know the and Oda writes them badly very badly in many cases maybe because they're not important in a lot of well, cases there's something I'll say, yeah yeah there's something i'll say about like luffy's absent mother is the fact that like the whole series we've been slowly getting like crumb drops about luffy's backstory mm-hmm. through the entire series and the fact he's been so not willing to mention a mom which means something about the mother's really important I'll say that. Oh, I, not at all I don't important. Think, mm-hmm. No, no. Fair, I, did he I, ever I mention his that. dad before the reveal? Like, exactly. I can't even remember him He didn't know he had word. a dad. He didn't know he had no, a dad. No, we had no idea. And then all of a sudden, well, the same thing with his grandfather, right? Right. It's like, like yeah. he had no family. He has no family at all ever mentioned other than Shanks. Exactly. Yeah. He just kind of appeared in Windmill Village as like a child, <laughs> village child. Like, child. he was raised by a bar. It's the orphan child. Yeah, 
And what we know about Dragon is the fact he's a revolutionary who's going against his dad's wishes, but we know nothing about the mother. And my thinking is, and this almost falls in line with the trope of like, you know, fridging, fridging women, is that something probably happened to his mom, which may have caused the revolution. Yeah. That's my guess. Mm. Yeah. I'm fairly certain it's something like she was a slave or something like that, where that's going to be like why Dragon took up arms in she, the first place. She she could have also been a a, a celestial dragon. Dragon, I really think it has to do with Mary Joa. I, I sincerely do. That would be interesting. Well, I, like I hope that. This, I hope something right? this interesting actually happens. It's talked about. That's the problem. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to get a flashback of his mother lying in bed and <laughs> with like a little dead. towel on her forehead. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just rouge again, maybe. Who knows? Like Luffy beat her out. She had even longer pregnancy. <laughs> maybe she's just at home reading months. a good book, and she's not interested in any of this going on. Um, uh, who knows? <laughs> And I guess so, you did mention kind of the found mother. Sorry, Bellamere also is a found, like kind of adopts absolutely. them, and she also meets the same fate. Yeah, also true. But I do appreciate that, like Nami and Robin don't have to become like mothers to the crew. I guess some people might say like maybe Robin a little bit with Chopper, but it's not like I think Chopper, Chopper and Sanji are the mothers to the crew. Yes, <laughs> Sanji feeds them, and Chopper takes care of them. I mean, that's yeah. I think Chopper. If you're gonna pick a mother, it's Chopper. Yeah, <laughs> or Sanji. If if it's just food, he makes sure like, they're fed. Yeah. yeah, no, I think there's a fundamental difference between like showing care and and kind of being like the the older adult, you know, because in, in a certain sense she she's kind of got that senpai role a little bit because mm-hmm. she's yeah. older than the rest of the crew. And, you know, that's and she's doing a really good job of it because they mostly act like twelve year old boys, yeah. and yeah. They, she mostly has to make sure they're not assholes. Yeah, to other people, but that's. Part of what an XO does is make sure yeah. that the crew doesn't misbehave. What does XL mean? Sorry. XO, executive, executive officer. Oh, okay. I would say, like, yeah. I know a lot of people like that Zoro's first mate. It's not XO. We, uh, we, we well, don't have to argue about first, that now. <laughs> a, first mate, a first mate's different than XO. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, she's- She's 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 a uh, number one. She's like a, a exactly. She's officer. like the chief of staff, mm. I would say, versus yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. Like, and also, let's be fair. When Zoro tries to kind of do that kind of thing, he's usually not great at it. It's like he sucks. <laughs> he's usually he's there to look pretty. He is there to look pretty, well, and he does. Yeah, he is there. He's there to look pretty. He's not. He's the strong guy. You know, he's, he's an arm. He's, he's not really a people person, let's put it that way. He's also really dumb. <laughs> so, yeah, he's really dumb. So should we yeah. talk about his backstory and, and Kuina? Because mm-hmm. um, I know that was a topic you all wanted. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll throw it mm-hmm. out there. Go for it. Yeah, I I love that backstory in that, I mean, Kuina's dad is an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zoro, at no point does he say like, oh, like you should be weaker than me that because you're a woman. Like they have a great talk like under the moon after Queen beats him. She's never lost to him uh, where she's like, someday you'll be stronger than me because I've had this patriarchy beaten into me uh, to tell me that because I have tits, I'm going to be lesser. Um, and Zoro just outright rejects that because and he he's known through like demonstrations that men and women are the same strength. Um, and then of course she dies from falling downstairs, which <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know what? That goes to the whole anime manga thing of you know you're out in the out in the rain and you get a deadly cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we just have to assume that sort of there's there's that hand wave disease. It's a little mm-hmm. bit like in- yeah, it's 
it's an unfitting death because like she wouldn't die from a, like a sword battle. Because that right. would be unfulfilling for, like, the rest of the story. But would she also be that uncoordinated that she'd fall down the stairs if she's that good at fighting? Well, there, it's, it's she's a kid. It happens. Yeah. yeah. She slipped in the shower. It's a tragedy. It, that's what... It's supposed to be tragic. Yeah. In Four Kids, wasn't it what, that she did get beat up in a sword duel or something? Yeah, I remember that, which I yeah, thought was like, huh. That pissed me off so much. Because, like, I'm so glad I've never seen Four Yeah, kids. me too. I'm with Kelly. <laughs> Uh, but I think, like, I don't mind it as much because it's kind of like life being unfair and kind of like even like strength can't protect you from like tragedy. Fate, tragedy. Sure, exactly. But I guess my problem is that like Zoro took away from that. He's like, he, he's, he lifts up, works out so much because he wants to prove he's strong, not just because he's a dude. But then, like, we don't really get to see that. Like, I think someone tweeted out, I forget who, that Tashiki literally exists to make Zoro uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. You guys remember who tweeted that out? Yeah, that's all she does. She's just there to make it uncomfortable. Like, she's not like on the same level as him, even post time skip. Right. She's yeah. still weaker, and he's and it's just like, really? Like, why? I don't, I don't, I'm not expecting her to be as strong as Zoro, but it would be nice if like she actually was competition or like I, th- a, I don't. Well, and you saw some increase, like a, a, yeah. a potential better increase. She yeah. should get stronger, but I never thought I never saw her as a substitute for Aquina, and that's what no. makes him uncomfortable. He's like, you're not her. Don't mm-hmm. look like her okay, because that's, I that's can never so beat her. Mm-hmm. One thing, uh, Shannon, go ahead. Or, yeah. One like one Zora moment that always bothered me is when like. And Eru, like, zaps Robin, and then Zoro's like, she's a woman, how dare you? And I was like, oh, which I know it's meant to, in, like, a protective way, but I remember, like, when I first saw that, I was probably, like, 13, thinking, like, oh, Zoro has that kind of same weird chivalrous thing as Sanji on, like, a lower level, Mm, rather than, you hurt my friend, it's like, how dare you zap a woman? It's like, well, one, he's evil, and two, like, she's a person, she's not weaker, especially at that point, Robin was, like, a formidable character, so it's like, did he really internalize that idea? Uh, and then, like, the Monet fight, I just hate every yeah, second yeah, of this. That's, so weird. Yeah, I hate that. And uncomfortable. Oh, that I like how she gets a character, but... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that was handled. I just wanted to bring up that moment. Yeah, that was handled super uh, poorly. Kendra, you were... And it's still very... Sorry. It's still very funny for her to Shigi. It's like, oh, it's so important. She looks like Kuina. And then, so, the, like, there's all so many different characters in One Piece. Other women that look the same, and yeah. I guess yeah. Zoro is the designated person to tell us when it's important. <laughs> but he's too stupid to tell us all the time. <laughs> he so gets it's just lost. Like, you know, I legit like do want to send an SBS being like, "Are like there's there's legit are clones in One Piece? It's a huge plot point in Whole Cake Island, which kind of fell away. I want to be like, oh, yeah. are the princesses supposed to be clones of each other? <laughs> I cracked the case." Sorry to segue different, but, like, that's what kind of annoys me is that it seems like it's such, like, a mystery. But, like, I, I don't know. It's just weird. I mean, I would – just one more point on the Zoro thing is I, – I agree that I think Tashigi is there to make him uncomfortable. It might also be – and I think this is why the Monet thing is especially annoying and, and frustrating – is I think – she was kind of supposed to be the impetus for him to continue to try and get stronger. It's like, oh, Kuina's kind of still there in spirit, even if she's not mm-hmm. actually there. So I have to get stronger to prove, you know, that I can beat her. I think that's a really... I, I, I thought the the flashback did do a good job at kind of at least, uh, you know, 
uh, flouting traditional gender roles as how they existed in 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 shonen manga in that I don't think you would have I don't think you see that that often I'm not sure maybe I'm wrong um at least you know the the just openly airing the issues that being a woman or being a girl uh swordsman would have or, or swordswoman would have versus a, a swordsman um and how she wouldn't be even if she's consistently stronger than Zoro throughout that little flashback you know she still has to they they show that she has to go that extra mile to to show that or that she won't be able to you know actually do the thing that she wants to do because of her gender um like uh Belmare's speech Belmare gives a speech about like don't hate the era you were born into just kind of which like it's it's a little bit gender essentialist but she's saying like still be yourself and survive exactly. even if you're mm-hmm. a woman, which I think is so much better than a lot of shonen stuff. And it's like, okay, I'll take that over a lot of the other, but it's sort <laughs> of on a similar wavelength to that for that East blue view of women, which I think changed, got worse and then got better. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It definitely is. A, there's no consistency in any of this. <laughs> it definitely, I mean, I think, I think we're, we're all being really kind to Odinga, finding all these really great things. And then, I think we have to sometimes recognize that a lot of the things that he'll establish will just get thrown over. Absolutely. Or mm-hmm. a cheap yeah. plot remember, point. <laughs> like, remember can when make the- a shitty point here? Let's do that instead, mm-hmm. you know, or he just gets really distracted. And I have no doubt that in his own life, he's probably surrounded by mostly male producers and directors and, and mm-hmm. writing assistants and long assistants. But when you have that sort of all one voice, you're all sitting in the bar and smoking cigarettes and talking about what would make a great character, it ends up kind of shaving those edges, anything that you might get off well, I, of a really mm-hmm. good character. Well, I think he's not thinking of it holistically or even politically. I think he's just thinking of how this serves the beats he wants to tell for this particular character's story. Absolutely. I mean, look no sure. look no further than Rebecca, like how much mm-hmm. that character like changed mm-hmm. and how disappointing that was. Yeah. Ugh, that was so disappointing. Yep. <laughs> I think- remember when Toshigi had the dream to collect all the swords and free them from their <laughs> evil owners Oda doesn't oh, uh, <laughs> oh I'm yeah. sad that I remember that now someone yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'll never have should we write a list of things would- we gotta remind him about we'll send in <laughs> uh, dear <I'm> Oda not- <laughs> don't forget about Toshigi <laughs> in like I forget it's the area of Wano named after apples Rinko Ringo. Ringo. Oh, Ringo mm-hmm. is where we learned that, like, the swords were kind of used as gravestones. So, like, I wonder if that could come into play with it. Like, I don't know. I want the Marines to come to Wano. I'm sorry, but, like, they won't. I think. So I, yeah. I want to see Tashigi again. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I love Tashigi. Tashigi is absolutely one of my top characters mm-hmm. ever. I, she's, I've got a figurine of her, and I saw, read something about how the figurine looked like a a uh, demented near-sighted librarian on the, at a luau, and I've never loved the line more in my entire life. And I love I love that line so much that I every time I look at that figurine that I have, I think of her as my demented near-sighted li- librarian at a luau. Um. So maybe we should uh, hit on the. The, the the problems uh, or the, the more obvious <laughs> problems that One Piece has because there are many and I think you know to kind of transition from what we were talking about uh, one of the biggest problems is that Oda um, uh, Oda is is thinking only of the 12 year old boy reading it and he sometimes yeah. because of that 
um, shuns or whether accidentally or, you know, implicitly or explicitly, you know, all other types of readers, uh, age, gender, uh, whatever it might be. Um, and I think that's, there, there's no more place that that's, that's evident in, you know, fan service and in his, in some of, in some of his male characters. Um, so is there anyone who wants to to take the lead on that discussion? <laughs> I might just go first. I think like the guys is more of like a power fantasy. Like I get it. Like a lot of the guys don't have their shirts on and they're really buff and they're powerful, but that's like empowering for the guys. Well, for the girls, it's more just like they're big boobs. Yep. And like, I guess that can also maybe like, and a lot of them are powerful, but a lot of it is just like, it's sexualizing them. It's like, it's like if you can replace a character with a sexy lamp, I think is like a literature test of like the usefulness of a character. And I don't think maybe one piece isn't quite at sexy lamp level, but sometimes it's just like, really? Like really? Like what? Everybody has to have the giant boobs. Like really? Is sexy lamp yeah. a term, a term that I didn't know. About? <laughs> that- the sexy I, I lamp is, so. is a term. Yes. It is a term of literary criticism. Okay. When you're talking about whether a female character has actual meaning in the story, whether she has identity or agency, and whether or not you can replace her with a, a lamp. Okay. If you replace the female character with a lamp and nothing else in the story mm-hmm. would change, that yeah. story has failed to create a female character with any depth. And it's a useful um, literary criticism, much like the Bechdel test, is useful mm-hmm. in terms of identifying whether the characters have, in my opinion, the, the key points are do they have agency and yeah. do they have society? That's that's the Friedman addendum to the Bechdel um, <laughs> test. Is that is that these two things are what we're really talking about? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't make a lot of sex and lives. Mm-hmm. The characters have agency. They have identity. They have their own stories. They have, in many cases, they have their own society as well. If you could pick any female character, you could probably identify at least one person they have as a friend or a peer or a colleague, or somebody that if all the men disappeared, they'd turn to and say, hey, how's the weather? Mm. Who would Rebecca talk to? Yeah, Rebecca Viola? was probably one Joe of those. Viola. Yeah. yeah. And Manchuri. Well, her family mm-hmm. members. And Manchuri, yeah. yeah. Her family. Yeah. Her family. So it's society. She has society. Mm. She has family. She has friends. The problem with the, problem with the, um, the Bechdel test, which was, of course, was about movies. Mm. Yeah. If you look at, like, action movies, like, I always pick Salt is the ones like, you know, they took everything from her and now she's out for revenge, you know, mm-hmm. and she has literally not a single woman in the movie, right? There's she doesn't walk into a, a store and get changed from the checkout person. She doesn't uh, ask somebody for the time. There's like nobody else in the movie that's, that's going to say hello to her or anything. And I feel like that way about all action movies. And I don't mm-hmm. think Oda does that. I do think mm-hmm. Oda passes the sexy line test and the Bechdel test. Yeah. However, there's still a lot of isolation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely think he passes the Bechdel test. And, but I, I think I, I'm never, I'm kind of middle ground with fan service. I don't necessarily mind a little bit of fan service, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. And, you know, in, in some senses, you know, you do have these sort of over the top fan service male characters in one piece as well, because let's face it, you don't go down the street and see some 
you know, shirtless dude with a 14 pack. Cause I don't mm-hmm. know if abs like that can re- exist in, don't think so. in uh, <laughs> real life. And, you know, with, with the jacket that always stays on the shoulders, no matter how much they move around, <laughs> I've tried permanently affixed. <laughs> so, you know, I do think that there's, there's a, a certain like over the top sort of attractive aesthetic that, that he does kind of go for. But I think, where it starts to kind of fall down for me a little bit is the way the characters, especially the female characters that don't fit that trope are treated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, sadly, and, and and of course it's my favorite character and sometimes it's hard for me to love him, but oh, yeah. Sanjay is my favorite character. And of course, you know, I started at the beginning and, you know, and I've been a fan of one piece for about 17 years now, but you know, you see the way Sanji treats someone with the big boobs and, and with that aesthetic versus someone who does not look that way. And you kind of start to go, okay, this is, this is a, you know, this, there's problems there in that. Mm-hmm. And and then I also think, you know, as, as someone who in particular has a, a fairly large merchandise collection, um, if you look at the options for the female characters mm-hmm. versus the male characters, Oftentimes, it's very challenging to get a good, high-quality figure that isn't a sexy version. You know, even like a, a Boa Hancock figure, fine. Maybe her outfit's a little low-cut, but did you have to shred it and rip it and, you know, make and it... you know, the funny thing is, because originally, you could find a lot... I have a load of Nami and Robin ones, which are not sexy Nami and Robin. And, and, and that's and, and I fine. stopped She's collecting busty. them when they got I'm not cut. expecting you to tone down the boob. She's a busty character. No, that's what she looks like. Whatever. But do you have to have it cut so low that, right. like, a nipple's ready to pop mm-hmm. out? Or do you right, have to they, make this... And even before the time skip, because they were busty, but they weren't absurdly so, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. They were feeling. Yes. And so I stopped collecting the characters when we had the time skip because they just got grotesque. I agree. And one of my favorite lines was always the portrait of pirates. And, you know, yes. they're expensive, but they are darn good Gorgeous. quality figures. Gorgeous. But mm. if you look at what they've produced, especially post time skip. Yep. Let's let's think about like the most recent Tashigi major figure. And I'm not talking about some of the side prizes that you get in arcades, although some of those mm. are very nice as uh, well. But uh-huh. breaks breaks my heart. But yeah. let's talk about the BB series for a minute here, oh, yeah. as, as much as I, I hate to talk about it. The last Tashiki figure that we got that was, you know, of a price point where the quality could have been really good is the BB series. And I think that's the one where she looks absolutely mortified to be in a bikini. So it's not yeah, only, I, I you know, hate that one for yes, and it's not yeah. only this, this issue of like, I'm going to be like in something super revealing and all my body parts are hanging out and the body proportions are all off because no one can stand upright or position their body with boobs <laughs> that big. No. It defies physics. That's why but they're she, all sitting figures. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. of shame on her face. Yeah, well, that, yeah. that, that, that kills me. That bothers That's me. dreadful. And if it was balanced, if I could go out to the store right now and get a really good high quality clothed Tashiki figure, I'd yep. say, you want your boob figure? Go for it. Yep, yep. Yeah. But I no, do not have a, a problem with that. We need but a time But there's no balance. On. Well, like, they, uh, I, I'm glad you brought that up, Kelly, because, like, I have most of the POPs, and I don't really have many of the BB figures, but I have a couple. And two of the ones I have are Khalifa and Nami. Yep. Specifically the Nami where, like, she's raising her shirt, because those are the ones where they feel like they have the most agency. They're I not know. like, oh, you caught me. It's more like a, hey, you want some Check of this? Check it out. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I, I, and I dig that. But beyond that, the BB figures just need to stop. 
And, and once again, like I said, if there was a balance, if there were more options, I don't think I would have an issue because like, I have the sits on chair. I'm not going to lie. I've got that Sanji figure. I check it out all the time. But it's it's the issue of if I wanted to get a good Nami pop figure from, you know, in the past year, few years that wasn't a re-release or something old from a secondhand store, what would I get? I, I mean, I, I would yeah. be, I'm first to say that I think the merchandise lines and like the, the stuff that, the supplemental stuff that comes out of One Piece is like... It exaggerates all the worst qualities and tendencies that uh, Oda has. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm. and and I think maybe even encourage him to be worse at those things. Like, the Nami, after mm. the time skip, doesn't have a shirt on most of the time. Um, mm. I mean, yeah, as, as you said, everyone's entitled to their own thing. You know, personally, that's not my thing. But, you know, it just is kind of... I don't know. I, it, it makes it, I, I don't know what test that fails or passes necessarily, but it, it's. We all have bosses. I wonder, like you mentioned, uh, Erica mentioned, like he's surrounded by a bunch of like yeah. dude editors. Sure. And producers that, like, so let me read they... you something here real quick um, before you go on. Uh, 2019, there's an article. Shueisha says female jump editors need to understand the hearts of boys. And this was a huge oh, thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember right? that. So this is, the, this is the core point right here, that mm-hmm. Shueisha and Shonen Jump are going, yeah, we know women and we know girls and we know older men read this, but what we really want to do is completely identify with the basest, most childish image sexually immature readers we have and that's right. what we're really talking about here and yeah. i'm sorry to have interrupted but no no no, no that's, that's about that. and it's funny, i didn't when, i didn't know about that when you <laughs> look at the actual re- when you look at the actual readership of jump it's like half boys half girls yes right. mm. for like ever, forever since the dawn of time but they don't care. It's it's really yeah. messed up because I I mean we talk about I I I think we've talked about on the show just like the idea of kids shows should talk up you know it shouldn't be talking down to kids for example and right. I feel like this is you know instead of making you know uh, appealing to boys in a way that uh, could. Imp- prove them intellectually and challenge them and challenge their preconceptions. It's as you said, it's, it's, you know, let's just appease their basest instinct. Uh, Brian, go ahead. But this is why, this is why having representation behind the scenes matters. so much. Because like, like you said, all the, all the Swatia people are men and like, they're the ones dictating the rules to like the lower editors who happen to be females. They're not going to get a say so about like, hey, maybe we don't over sexualize all the women all the mm-hmm. time in every series. And well, like, like once we, sorry, yeah, sorry, you go. No, sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, and I, I'll, I'll just point this way: is the fact that like in the industry I work at the time in animation, it definitely was prior, pr- sorry, primor- <laughs> primarily <laughs> a boys' club. That's starting to change, thankfully, and even still, in order to further correct that, we're starting to get like. Uh, dictates and laws from behind the scenes saying, hey, th- think about not just how uh, uh, women are viewed and girls are viewed, think about also how disabled people are viewed, mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. with certain like mental, mm-hmm. mental mm-hmm. Uh, facilities are viewed, and mm-hmm. of course, people of different races and structures and social class. Mm-hmm. So we think about all these things now. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's kind of interesting, too, that I think Oda has a separate media editor now 
who's yeah. kind of in charge of that stuff a little bit more. Really? Yeah, I think yeah. that's only kind of recently or last, last few years. years. Yeah. Do you know more, Zach? Yeah, yeah, I think it's um I think his current media editor was his original editor like during Alabasta, I think. Uh, although that changes really frequently, so mm-hmm. but that's a new sure. role. Well, they yeah. switch around every year. Yeah. Yeah, um, I was just gonna say, imagine imagine Captain's Courageous by Roger Glippling being written today in the style of Oda, where random sexy women are on the on the uh, fishing vessel. For no reason whatsoever, you know, like that would be, would be, it's sort of like, you can do a Buildings Roman, you can do a guy's, uh, boy's life Buildings Roman, and it doesn't, doesn't have to be, um, random bikini yeah. clad mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Like, you can do it that way, you could, and the worst part is, and this is where it goes, well, I, lose, I lose my mind, he did it. It was done. His first, before the time skip. That's what he had. Yeah. Go back to that core setting where Nami was an amazing thief and yep. executive officer, and that Robin was so powerful and so actually dark. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. in Lana, she has been so sidelined. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. driving me crazy. Every time we see her, I think, oh, like we, oh, there she goes. You know, like I'm so frustrated by the lack uh, of one of your most intelligent characters. I swear, like it's felt like since Ennis Lobby, Robin has just kind of been coasting. Like she yeah, had a big moment. I think Nami has had moments, like since yeah. at, since uh, Arlon Park, especially even like more recently in. Uh, Sorry, uh, Punk, okay. Punk Hazard. I was about Punk to say Hazard Punk Hazard with, okay. the kids. Yeah. That was with the kids and like yeah. Whole Cake a mm. bit, but like Robin, nothing. She just goes, I, she I just agree. makes funny jokes about right. like morbid stuff. And I'm like, and, really? And especially if you think about it, we had that whole conversation in Zoe, how valuable Robin is. Yeah, I was is. thinking about that. Right. And, and how of a big deal she is. But I don't want that to turn into, oh my gosh, we have to protect and shelter this perfectly mm. capable woman who survived for years without the straw hats. Right. Right, on her and own we're actually our enemy, right. And I'm and so worried that that thing in Zoe set us up to be like, okay, we got to protect Robin. Don't let Robin get kidnapped. Don't let Robin get hurt because mm-hmm. we right. need her. Versus Robin's fine. Well, yeah. This mm-hmm. just that sent that that whole part should have just emphasized her value. But mm-hmm. I'm so worried it's gonna like we're gonna get an arc arc of like. Okay, the world government took Robin. I, I think mm-hmm. that or Kaido. Yeah. I think yeah. that one scene was more to say that she was comfortable enough relying on others for the first time in her life and not having to feel like she had to fend for herself because that was kind of that whole Ennius mm. lobby arc is that she's like they they won't I can't rely on them I'll just hurt them I hurt everyone around me mm. because of you know everything um so because everybody yeah. else hurt me yeah. right yeah well, well, I, I, think that, I think that that's very valid and I think that that aspect of it is good I, I agree I, with I you hope, there yeah, I'm just so that, worried yeah. that she's going to become like this we got to protect her at all costs and she can't do anything anymore. I kind of okay. agree since we've set the palm cliffs up as such a major key to this puzzle yeah and i'll be and honest answers, oh, sorry. i don't think there's going to be all that much meaning to it i don't think it's gonna be that complicated mm. and where the heck is frankie frankie's been disappeared completely frankie like, was my favorite character this is unrelated to ginger <laughs> stuff and after the yeah. time skip i was like uh someone else is my favorite character because <laughs> essentially like on punk hazard he just disappeared with the boat Completely. All the senior pink stuff. Uh, I wanted to say real quick too. I don't have a problem with fan service, as in like I've been watching a lot of Loop on the Third and Fujiko's character. Like a lot of her character is her sexuality, and mm-hmm. sometimes that's pulled off super well. But it's like, why did Nami uh, almost get sexually assaulted by Absalom 
in the bath. Why is Rebecca 16 years old with skimpy armor on? Mm-hmm. Like, I understand Boa Hancock's character. And I, right, it doesn't upset but... me if she has her boobs out or if she, because she's like really pretty. It's, and her, her, choice. it's, oh, it's wait, her choice. It's her choice. But it's also yeah, a, an actual aspect of her character that's being explored and that you can exploit for fan service. Mm-hmm. I remember watching, I saw the Alabasta movie in theaters and I was embarrassed by like all the boob stuff in that, especially because that was kind of early on in the anime. It's like, why is this here? This is distracting. This can isn't like, some... oh, sorry, go uh, ahead. But yeah, I think it's, I, I just for me personally, I don't have a problem with fan service mm-hmm. or with characters like being sexual. And I think there is a certain level of fan service with like Sanji, even if he's not dressed, a lot of female readers and male readers like love him. But there's just certain scenes that are just like, oh, this is embarrassing to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's the attitude. About, um, uh, about uh, Hancock, uh, obviously she's a character that, I mean, she was a slave as a child, um, Presume I would assume sex slave. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's not like Oda's not gonna outright say it. No, but, but like, it does seem but, like a good yeah. implied yeah. that. But she uses her power basically to punish people for uh, thinking lusty thoughts of her. She takes what um, has happened to her and she basically turns it into strength to punish people. But one of her things is that specifically her back cannot be shown. She has killed people over it. She was Mm. ready to leave uh, Amazon Lily forever if they found about the brand on her back. And yet... Every piece of fan art, yeah, uh, yeah. or or all the figures, uh, or, or bikinis, figures, that uh, that uh, that special episode of Three D Two Y would have been totally fine, except for the fact that Boa Hancock's uh, clothes literally melt around her, which mm. would be fine if it was like, ooh, uh, this makes the other person more in love with her, and so she can defeat them easily. But the issue is, she pays no attention to the fact that her back is showing at all. Exactly. Like, it up with her hair, mm-hmm. but she would have been freaking out. This is her, like, character development. This is like her driving momentum into loving Luffy is because he accepted her for it. And it's like they've forgotten about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually, I think, really your key. All the things are explainable, but then you forget about why it's important. I actually do have a, a problem with fan service in general because for me, what it does is it says everything else about this character is less important than whatever I'm showing you. And mm. we all know, it's been proven over and over that guys are more visual you can go this is a woman with a phd and she's this and this oh she's got big tits everything else gone Mm. like and that's a problem when you're saying she's really powerful and she's really smart and she's fun and she's funny and everybody likes her but she's got big tits so you will have heard none of that Mm. and we're going to stare at your tits well well, i would hope that it it bothers me with the abs too well i would hope that it's not like everything else about that character is gone more like these are also things we like about them, but when we don't have enough diversity to show that like someone can also be like, like mm. really powerful and smart and beautiful and not have like the uh, hourglass figure. Someone can be like a little heavier. Someone can have like smaller breast sizes. Mm. That's what we need. We need more exactly. like, darker skin. But like, are there any flat chested adult women in one piece? No, like even like ugly, like lady. Kareha. Okay. Everyone once they put on a kimono. <laughs> because, oh, that's, that's part of what the kimono does. Right. That's actually yeah. what a kimono is meant to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Which was so. which was part, I think, I forgot when we discussed this, but there was an SBS or an interview or something where he discusses mm. uh, designing the kimonos for Wano and pre- in preparation and that he was told specifically it needs to, you know, make sure that you have to be flat chested as part of it. And Oda's uh, obvious discussion about that. I, 
I'm sure he made a joke. I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's Oda. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with all of this. I think, I, did you guys mention Shirahoshi too? Because I think that's a Shirahoshi. He's like 16 uh, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. Oda and 16 year olds. It's pudding. just weird. Shirahoshi, Pudding, She's Rebecca. A she has the, be- oh, sorry. No, I was just, I was just listing all the people who I think are 16. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Karen, isn't she's that? She's got the like the bikini it, that's made of shells. That's just like that's just mermaid stuff. I'll be honest, that doesn't but, bother me. But her first but, introduction is Luffy climbing on her tits. Yeah. Yep. But isn't that also like a cultural thing? Because what's the marrying age in Japan? Isn't like sixteen? No. And what is it? Nor is it's the same as it's the same pretty much everywhere in the in the world. It's so it's eighteen. It's more like eighteen. But the thing okay. is, but he's being, a, he's being a legal age, <laughs> the legal age for a minor to have a sexual act with another minor is not yeah. the relevant point. And the marrying age yeah. is not the relevant right. point. The point is, old men creeping out on six-year-old girls is disgusting. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is absolutely the single most repulsive thing in the entirety of all media of the entirety of human existence. It's mm. grotesque. Have you heard and of the Act Age author? Yes, we just saw the news yeah. this morning. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just it. What the fuck is wrong with adult men who, who mm. want to sexually, who sexualize teenage girls? It's disgusting. Well, and part it's, of, it's well, absolutely, there's no explain. There's, it, this is all time. Yeah. I yeah, I know. That, that's what I'm this saying. It's like, this, this is how, no, I, this is how like media is operated for almost the dawn of time, specifically True. under patriarchal culture, not the dawn of time, just like <laughs> yeah. for a really long time. Yeah. And I think it's like culturally significant because like I look back at like um, uh, certain cultures, like certain like more of, uh, I say tribal, but like I'm just trying to think of a better word for it. Where they didn't have like the, like there's I remember taking African art history and what the most celebrated image was was a pregnant woman where it's like a a, a fully realized like pregnant woman like full breasts and like big hips and it wasn't this like rush to youngness but I think the rush to youngness just comes from the need to like overly prioritize fertility in a person as opposed to someone being absolutely like capable and motivated of themselves. And I think that's where the perversion starts to come in. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately I do got to duck out early cause I have to head off to work. I got to try to catch the bus, but I think maybe my main problem is just like combination of fan service and the same faceness as well. It kind of is like the worst combination. And a lot of people say like it's a style, but I think of like clamp when at least like it's even, that like everyone is tall, skinny, noodle people all the time. Well, for like One Piece, it's very clearly like a difference between them. I don't know. I love One Piece, but I wish that maybe there was some changes in it. Who knows if Oda will ever actually do it? And so, thank you for having me on. I'm gonna run, but you can follow me on Twitter at Sniper of My Heart and uh, MHA Pod and High Pod. Check us out. Check us out. Sorry, you guys. Have fun. Bye. Thanks, That's some good self promotion. Thank you. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, and uh, Shannon. Going, oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Chill, chill, chill. And going off the fan service thing, I, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about it a lot, but I mean, fan service is, he has both men and women as sexy characters. The issue is of so many different kinds of sexy men characters he has, but all the sexy women characters are one shape and all yes. one shape. Yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, it, it's incredible how many male character like body types we get who are relevant, 
who are uh, great characters um, who are important in the series. And then when those women characters, if they're important, 80% of the time, they're going to look the same. Yeah. Uh, or, and if they're not, they're either evil or they're just like a one-off character, like the vacuum suck lady. Oh, don't get me started. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, I don't know. It kills me that like Amazon Lily was so cool when we had all the women characters with all different body types. I mean, most yep. of them still had giant tits, but like all different body yeah. types and their beauty was strength. It did Absolutely. not matter at all what you look like. Mm-hmm. Um, that was so much fun. But if you think about it, like from a merch perspective, did we ever get anyone from, uh, I'm not talking about the WCF figures because, because those just the chibi figures, I don't really count here. But if you think about any other really, you know, major merchandise out of Amazon Lily, other than Boa Hancock. Yeah. Her yeah. sisters were just as amazing. Yeah. You know, I mean, think about it. We've got a pop of Kaido coming. We haven't gotten no, one of Big and Mom. And no Big Mom. That, and I'm, Big I Mom, if you think about it. it. Oh, Wait, there's still no Big Mom? Still no Big Mom. That's bullshit. And she was introduced hey, first. Yeah. There's probably not going to be a Big Mom. You know? There's not going to be a Big Mom because I would buy the that. hearts of boys. I would buy I, it. I know we would. That's like one of the few I would buy. <laughs> yeah. It would be a big mom. Wait, 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 I would spend so much money on big mom I mean, just really, real quick, turn back and look at like the new She-Ra, right? We have the new She-Ra comes out, and does anyone who and does do all the guys go? Wow, I want a figurine for her. They go, oh, I can't fuck her, so ew. And that's the no. quote, the, 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 quote, the hearts in, of boys. The, this the understanding men. that the hearts of boys are so base. I, I want to I, I push back on that Shira point. Not that like boys think that it's fucking grown ass men yes. who well, have immature. like a, immature. yeah immature yeah who who are like my age like oh f- well, that saying, sure but, sucks now. But right, I'm like but fuck them. I'm they're saying. not the, they're not the audience. They never right, no, but they but them. they always assume they are, and they are the same adult men who think twelve to fifteen year old boys want this. That's exactly. what we're talking about. When they say the hearts of boys, they mean adult men who think like immature twelve-year-olds, and that's your problem it, right if, there. Is that these adult men are making choices for boys right. that sexualize women? And if you don't yeah, change, and the, I, I would also point out that like, men like that do not work in the industry at all. Like there are there are guys who think like that in the industry, but like primarily those louder voices, yeah, they well, just don't yeah, like they, anything that's different than how no, they used have it, and their voice gets increasingly marginalized as we go forward. Well, the question is, is it, is it marginalized at Shonen Jump? Is it marginalized? It's not. I, I, I would, would think probably not. No, I, I wouldn't, I would say the same thing. And unfortunately we're like stuck in the same loop until the dynamic is just changed. Um, which hopefully will happen sooner rather than later. But like, I, I mean, I completely agree with everything that's been said and like the fact that like the base age of a lot of these characters is 16 is so gross. And then as Kendra mentioned the stuff, I mean, we've had three manga creators from Shonen Jump that I could think of on the top of my head that have been accused of those same kind of crimes as the act age mm-hmm. author, uh, or including him, um, that there's obviously a cultural issue at the Shonen Jump offices when it comes to when it comes to this kind of stuff. And if if you're only appealing toward the basest instincts of of boys as 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 they put it, you're not gonna you're 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 stunting the growth of your society of boys. Um and 
you know, I, I, that's not to say that a boy reading One Piece or Yu Yu Hakusho or whatever it is doesn't, you know, isn't able to overcome those challenges, but it definitely... Like Zoro. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. But I think it's offensive to the to the, to the the boys as well yeah. to assume yeah, that it. that's all they want. Absolutely. Because I, I like offended. to believe that there's a lot of very intelligent people out there, young kids, adults, et cetera, that don't think that way. And I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of men that are get offended. I mean, we've got two uh, men on the call now that don't like those types of tropes. So I also think it's, you know, almost, yeah. I you know, a young Boy. It makes me mad because, like, one yeah. of my friends is a writer on Shira. I'm like, yeah, she's getting that from due to her, like, my age, but, like, the I know the young people who watch her show super yeah. enjoy it, both men exactly. and women. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I thought it was, and I thought it was great, but even when I was watching it, I understood it was for kids, and I wasn't going, well, why weren't you making the characters look like I want yeah. them to look like? What, what adult new, does that? Yeah, I think the oh, new oh. Shira is. Much better than the old Shira. I watched yeah, the old right. Shira like a few years back. I'm like, this show's really boring. But so is the original. It's really boring. I'm just gonna say, yeah. Yeah. The, the 80s were terrible in terms of yeah. how the and Shira really weren't good. They were good because they were funny and bad. They yeah. weren't ever good. What, and that's what drives me nuts. Like even the people complaining about the Thundercats. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm yeah. like, the old Thundercats was boring. The intro. Oh, it was hilariously bad. It was yeah. so terrible. But that's the point. They were so awful. They became cult classics. It was like, I don't remember if you guys remember the um, the Brady Bunch movie. Yeah, yeah. The Brady Bunch oh, yeah. movie was Love brilliant it. Yeah. because it nailed all the stupid things that made Brady Bunch seem ridiculous even in the 70s. Totally. And now it looks even stupider when they made the movie. That's, I mean, if you want to do a Thundercast, you should be parodying the fandom of Thundercats, not Thundercats. Because that, that was just... And I- and I haven't watched the new one, but I think that's what it does. But right, I, I can't But you know, they yeah. not to get too far into onto the Thundercats kick, but they already had a Thundercats series that they're all asking for. That already happened, and it didn't do super well. Nobody watched, right? It. And you know, and you know why it was canceled because it didn't sell toys. Kids aren't interested in buying plastic product like that anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> completely lost track of this conversation uh, but i uh, we're talking about uh, like uh, no, no. The, the management yeah i think is, po- is insulting to men as well as to uh, you know to potentially to, to women. i completely agree and i think so i know we have at least one big sanji fan here kelly not to call you out <laughs> but like i feel like sanji is kind of the epitome of that issue in he is. yeah in that i think and I've been seeing a lot of stuff like this going around recently, but originally when that character was introduced, he was so much less of the issues that we see today in his character. 100%. 100%. And that, and, and I, I always say this, like, I love Sanji, but it's hard to love him these days. You know, you, yeah. post-time skip Sanji is, is can be tough to like sometimes. Yeah. Because, you know, so much of the... The pre-time skip stuff, you know, okay, yes, he liked the ladies, fine, okay. But there was also, you know, the focus on on feeding people who were hungry right. and, and you know, these other code of ethics that he had. And I feel like that's all been kind of erased for the most part. I mean, I think you saw some glimpses of different aspects of Sanji and Whole Cake Island. But other than that, you know, for, for years in between that, you, you basically had, well, the only thing he cares about is a pretty girl. And a, and a busty girl. And it makes me, I always jokingly say, I was like, Sanji wouldn't give me the time of day if he met me. I'm not busty enough. I'm not attractive <laughs> enough. And he's my favorite character, you know? But 
I will say I, I really don't like what they've done to Sanji post time skip for the most part. Agreed. And what kills me is that we get moments from him where he's still great. There is exactly. so many moments in yes. Pole Kick where I was exactly. like, yes, okay, that's the part that makes me like, mad. Yeah, it's like when he was the entire time when he was baking the cake for Big Mom, he didn't make any like creepy no. stuff. It was like, I want to make this cake for her because I want for her to like it. Exactly. And it was great. It wasn't anything creepy about like pudding or stuff like that. And so we get these moments. Um, but then everything else where he it's not, I don't know about how kind he is or about his cooking. It's just got to be played up of how much he is a perv because for some reason we'll forget it if he doesn't talk about tits every five seconds <laughs> that scene in fishman island in the is it is, is fishman island in the anime with the boobs right when he's sliding yeah. along yeah that i only know that because one of the things yeah go ahead <laughs> sorry Erica. No, you got no, i was no, just gonna say it. the only reason i even know that scene exists or remember it is because every time i search for a sanji gif on twitter that comes up it pisses me off reminded yeah. of how far he's fallen yeah but the thing that i thought that really made the whole cake island scene with the cake so amazing was that you got to see him not just enjoying doing what he was doing for the reason he was doing it but doing it with pudding yeah that really worked the two of them working together on something they both really cared about for someone they really care about and they wanted it to be wonderful to make her happy that actually, I was thinking, what a wonderful moment. I would love to just preserve things like this. Yeah. Because they were actually working together as peers. It's, I think, you know, kind of one of the consistent themes we've been noting here is Oda has the capabilities to overcome his weaknesses when it comes to portrayal of women or portrayal of men as they relate to women in the case of Sanji. Um, but at the same time, then he like... Oh, we get like the scene of uh, him and Wano in the bathhouse, or him and Wano yeah. in the other bathhouse. <laughs> 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 Something I, I added to the notes was uh, like him and Brooke as the kind of lovable pervert trope uh, that yeah. I just hate. Yep. Yeah. I think like Frankie's very interesting because he's so himself and so out there, and people call him a pervert, and he's not really, he's just weird. Like the yeah. nipple lights and, and, yeah. and being in a Speedo and stuff. I think that's an interesting, bizarre character choice that never upset me. But like Brooke <laughs> asking to see panties. And it's like Endless. dealing with I that in that. person is the worst thing. You, and people at like anime conventions who emulate that. Oh my God. I think it's like cute oh God. or whatever, oh something God. that I've experienced. It's just like I hate that. And it's like if you know women and, and you empathize with them, why would you have a character? It's one thing if it's like kind of Sanji's weakness. Like Zach, you would link the SBS where he talked about... If he was in charge, women would rule everything and they'd get overthrown. The kind of weird, nice guy thing. I think that's funny. But when it be becomes this pervert mm -hmm. thing, it's like, oh, that's just unpleasant. <laughs> I don't like that. It's not endearing. Right. Is if he had skin, we would all realize this is a ninety-year-old man. Exactly, <laughs> like, that's fucking creepy. Yeah, yeah. so he's an old man. The only woman he sure. should be yeah. able to hit on is Kareha, which I hope happens. Actually, I uh, love how he calls Big Mama young woman. Yeah, too. That's, yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, young lady. Um. Yeah, no, that is, uh, yeah, no, that's that's well said. But on the on the on the Frankie being a pervert thing, I think that's partly why Frankie doesn't enjoy as much popularity because there's a lot of like uh, quote unquote straight dudes are just people who aren't comfortable with their own sexuality who don't like Frankie because mm. he's so exposed. Mm. That's why Americans like, mm, like, like I've I've heard so many guys like oh Frankie because like you can see his butt and stuff. 
Right, right. And he right. thinks and he thinks it's hilarious, which I find yeah. very endearing. I love Not that I, I want to look at him in a speedo. Yeah. But I find it that like this when he does fight scenes and we're staring at his crotch, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and like, like his, really yeah. his big send off, he basically mooned everybody. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, Robin Honestly, I forget he's not wearing pants most of the time. It's just yes. part of Frankie. Like yeah. until yeah. it's brought up, I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, is that, yes, I guess Zach, you're gonna say like Robin grabbing his genitals as like a plot point. <laughs> it worked. I don't know. I love that whole. I, Water Seven is still my favorite arc. He was, he's one of my favorite characters, and I think mm-hmm. just that embracing of him being himself and kind of male sexuality, I guess heterosexuality. But and I just don't yeah. want to think about uh, dress Rosa Frankie or post time skip Frankie because oh, I've just been disappointed. Well, yeah, I, I but, think. It, I, <laughs> I think it's a matter of like control issues. Like certain dudes were like, I don't like to see other dudes junk or stuff. Right. But yeah. they have no problem seeing women fully, almost fully exposed and things like that. It's the hypocritical nature of fucking patriarchy. I think I think Sanji is more consistent. <laughs> I want to get I want to get you saying that as like a ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. And like you've got a great voice for that. Like, it's the hypocritical fucking nature of patriarchy. Can you, Brian? Can you change your Twitter handle to the? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, um, no, I, I mean that's the world we live in right now. But like, I think Sanji is definitely more consistently awful and inconsistent Agreed. when when it comes to that Agreed. stuff. I think Frankie like has his bad moments. Um, uh, we we talked about the Senor Pink fight more lately. More lately, Man's like world. nothing in Water Seven bothered me at all that I can, and I've seen like read and seen that arc multiple times. The Senior Pink fight, I was like, "What is Oda doing I, yeah. with this character? This is weird." We've discussed we've discussed that like the the part with the uh, we called her Queen Oric of Vacusuck. Uh, I <laughs> Queen that that I think is like the <laughs> lowest moment in One Piece, and it's because of his portrayal. Th- those are that that was the I don't know if that's a lamp moment but it's certainly just using women as it's objects yeah. it is it, hateful it, it, it's so cruel yeah. it, missed the mark. it wasn't fu- it wasn't funny yeah 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 it's a it, frankie is like this bit this sort of like yakuza aniki like big brother figure yeah. to women usually right early yeah. on there's he's not really so he's he's like very uh flamboyant but not like I think he just makes people uncomfortable because he is himself, right. not because he's deliberately hitting on people or manipulating people. And that just felt so like weird and mean to me. Well, it was we, just like a downer. Absolutely. Yeah, we we think in that scene it would have been cool if he like built her up instead of mm-hmm. like tearing yeah. her down. It would have been adorable. Yeah, it's like yes, yeah, and your pink is it. I have so many mixed feelings. I mean, it, it's. Like, on one hand, these women are, exist just to throw themselves at him. But on the other hand, he's, like, faithful to his dead wife. Um, and he, like, it basically telling them, you're too young to do this. But he doesn't, like, I don't know. It's so strange. It's such a strange character. It's, and his flashback, I, I enjoy theoretically. But I, it's also yeah. kind of like this woman just existed just to make us feel bad about this it, dude. It's, exactly. a total, it's a total telenovela. Completely. Yes. I was like, oh, I know what you're doing. This is so silly. <laughs> So sad and so silly. Yeah, that whole... I don't know, that whole part of Dressrosa particularly, I think, is like... It 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 um it's it puts all his uh flaws all of Oda's flaws when it comes to this subject on Miracle Grow you know it's just like it really <laughs> it really exemplifies I think Dressrosa in general all of the issues Oda has generally I think yeah I think I think part so of the too. Trick yeah. of, 
I think part of the trick of One Piece and something this podcast, this part of the podcast for sure is helping to expose the fact that when Oda goes in on a theme or a concept, he goes all in mm-hmm. for good or for ill. Like we yes. mentioned uh, Nami being uh, sexually assaulted by Absalom. I mean, Ugh. that's a horror trope. It was partly fan service, but then it went wrong. I think that's the point that like yeah. we're supposed to feel uncomfortable and gross, and we want that asshole to get out of there. And she, and like by her own by her own method, she was able to like get him out. Of Absalom's there by, like, dead now, so at least there. it's still yeah, drawn sexy. That, that's like, what, what, what always bothered me about that. I, it's like I it's still drawn it was, in a tantalizing. But I but I don't no. think it was, I mean, that's just, she has a sexy body, but like the situation was tense and gross and terrifying. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, the, a hor- yeah. like a horror movie would be like, you see sexy teens, like having sex and Jason comes and like impales them with a spear. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's one of those things where we see that. And right off the bat, I think most people are like, Oh, I hate this dude. This dude is a rapist and he's terrible. But then we get to the wedding scene and he and Sanji have like moments. Where it's just like, right. oh, she's so beautiful. I'm like, there should be no honest. commiseration. Yeah, here you should be like, Yeah, it's Sandy. This is but, your crewmate but, who is but that's also why we called against her will. Yeah, but that's also we had that zombie yelling at us like, wait, he agrees with? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do have to say, I think based on what we've seen recently of LGBT stuff and more women characters in Wano and Zoe and um, Whole Cake. I think someone's been talking about about this, if only because he killed off Absalom when he had a cover story and he had a role in the story. And I felt like he was definitely going to come back in and he just killed him off and gave his powers away, which felt pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I was very (laughs) excited about that. He's my least favorite character in the series. I, that's my, yeah, to yeah. me, the worst moment. I think that's the most popular opinion we've said on this show. I think everyone agrees. Yeah, I, think even, I think even last week, uh, last time I forgot to mention, he's the design in One Piece I hate the most. Not even just for his actions. I just don't think the design works. I think he's just a gross character. Mm-hmm. I, I think the part of him, I, I mean, from what you guys are saying, and, you know, bad guys are supposed to be bad. So there's that. And you're allowed to hate them for being bad. I think Spandam's a great example. He I was about to say Spandam mm, is fun to hate. Yeah. yeah. And he's a great design and he's an awful no, human being. Uh, no characters yeah. that we like commiserate with Spandam, That's though. The Everyone problem. hates him. I was Everyone's, gonna say Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, the what I was yeah. gonna say is that he exemplifies the reasons why Sanji gets on our nerves. I think if anything, and that might be mm-hmm. one of the reasons <laughs> exactly. why he pisses us off all so much. Because Spandam, yeah, no yeah, one well, commiserates. That, yeah, it was Spandam, I was gonna say. He Sanji wanted his fruit for the same reasons exactly. he had the fruit. Yeah. Exactly. And, and now got and the them. issue is he has it now. Yeah. Uh, it kills me. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of changed topic a little bit. It just occurred to me. Is there anyone, is there a female equivalent to Sanji or Brooke in this series? That's a good question. <sighs> That's a good question. I yeah, mean, like like anyone horny on main like for some, for some um, the closest we might get is Lola just going yeah. around and marry her, but it's very different. No, different. Uh, no, yeah. Also, I like yeah. Lola. Also, Lola's the joke thing. with Lola too is she's ugly, right? That's one of them being right, her. That's, that's exactly. She's not as aggressive as Sanji. Like Sanji's not ugly. <laughs> He's just like right. bad at what he's doing. Yeah, but Lola's marriage yeah, thing. Like Lola's marriage thing was tied into Big Mom, right? Like that's the whole thing that she. Yeah, yeah. she had a reason to act. Yeah, like she that. did. Yeah, but she wanted to get married on her own terms. She didn't want to. Right. Uh, a husband forced. Her. Well, it was her. It was her expression of freedom that I'm going to get married to who I want to get married to, which will be right. anyone I, I mean, ask. You kind of have Shinobu. 
But that's kind of the other thing too, where she's saying, you know, my sexuality is fine. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. True. You know, I think it's, it's more men are like, ooh. It's more it, is the what? joke that Sanji and Brooke have like <laughs> basically assaulting people. Uh, is is that ever flipped on its head? Um, and I yeah, can't think I of an think example. Of any, I can't think of any. I don't really know. Yeah, the, the closest needs, you get is like aggressive happen. women. Yeah, like Big Mom has a bunch of men she casts aside, and she is kind. Of, but it's 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 not portrayed as like a joke. It's kind of an evil part of her character because she's not a loving. You know, it's it has a lot more depth to it than like right. Annie. Yeah, jokes. Big Mom marries a dude, takes basically fo- has kids with him, and then buries him in the woods. Right, he's alive. <laughs> that is what happened to Pound, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> um. Yeah. Now, so I, I want to ask very important question. Um, what would the perfect, uh, female figure in one piece that you'd want, since we've discussed this, what would that be for each of you? Jill, I'll start with you. That doesn't exist. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You cut out. Can you, uh, repeat the, that for the me? perfect, uh, one piece female character figure. So like, uh, POP or whatever it is that doesn't exist since, since obviously that is a market that is tapped only in one direction oh god um i should have asked kelly first because it's probably <laughs> i as i'm literally looking i've straight up been looking at my figures this entire time um how many of them are not shirahoshi <laughs> listen i have a bunch that aren't shirahoshi i just have a bunch that she just are has shirahoshi. a shelf that's shirahoshi oh my princess tower um, <laughs> <laughs> um i would love to see just, just anything of Big Mom being badass. I mean, I would love to see one where she's on Zeus, where she's got flaming hair, oh, yeah. where where she's got that Napoleon awesome. out, ready to mm-hmm. rain hell on the sunny. Like that scene of her, that entire arc. And I mean, it was slow going seeing her like get to the sunny, but just seeing her becoming more and more desperate and deranged yeah. was so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I love her, and I'm so sad that there's. It's crazy that there's almost no, nothing of her. Yeah. Like, there's what? That, like, I didn't know that. What the hell? Yeah. Sume. There's come a, on, like help one out. world collectible figure. There's like a cotton candy or popcorn bucket. It's ridiculous. There's barely anything yeah. of her. Yeah. That image of her with the flaming hair and the sword is like one of the most incredible images. Uh, exactly. Of that is absolutely. I want an Olin. That's personally. Oh my God. I would immediately buy that. I was going to say, <laughs> like, when we started this podcast, one of the reasons I did is because it's like no one else has a One Piece podcast. So, like, Sume or another company, there's no other big mom figures. You're cornering the market here. You have 100%. Guaranteed, and people will buy it. I'm, I'm, people yeah. will definitely buy you have it. All I would of drop us here. so much money on a Sume big mom. You have all of us. Because yeah. you figure the Kaido pop is about 400 bucks. Oh my God. Yosh. Yep. That's a lot. And. You know, I, it's a great figure. I've seen it up close. I've seen it from the beginning sculpt all the way down through to the to the final with, you know, all the toy fairs that I've gone to. And it's beautiful. But it, it always kind of galled me that they did Kaido's first. I mean, it's sexist garbage. Let's just yeah. call it out. Yeah. Because, like, how can you not have Big Mom, one of the four emperors, not get a P.O.P.? We're and I'm afraid she'll be the beard. only one who won't get one. Yeah, we yeah. got one. We got two of Whitebeard. We got one of Kaido. There's at least two of Shanks, and how? And there's two of Blackbeard. How can we yeah. not have Big Mom? Thank you, thank you. I can't. And her I'm design shocked. is so yeah. cool. It is. And just think of the accessories and like any like you you put you could you could put Zeus in there. You could put so many different things in there yeah. for from a display perspective to make it so incredibly unique. 
Yeah, even just base level Big Mom, I'm totally down uh, for. Yeah, I, don't care. I mean, Absolutely. I would drop. I would drop anywhere from like 500 to 1,000 for a good Big Mom figure. I agree. Kelly, you have a problem. <laughs> just, I have a no, solution. I'm with Kelly on this. I would <laughs> definitely She's correct. drop that much money. <laughs> I just mean that I don't really have a 1,000 bucks to spend on a figure. But yeah, okay. <laughs> That's what credit cards are for. Oh. We're here. This podcast is here only for good financial decisions. Uh, Kelly, is there is there like a dream figure? Or is, is everyone going to say Big Mom? Because, I mean, I do agree I mean, with I that. I would say Big Mom. Definitely Big Mom, but also, you know, just a lot of the characters that we've seen from Zoe and and Wano. Like, I'd love, uh, you know, a, a good Kiku yeah. figure or good um, Hiori or Komurasaki figure. Um, I thought there was a Kiku POP coming out or out. Yeah. There is at least There's one Kiku key- figure I saw. Yeah, there is. There's a couple things, but I, I think I'd love Wanda. I'd love a Wanda figure. Mm. I always adored Wanda. And I and I get why Carrot kind of gets a lot of figures, but I, I think Wanda would be an amazing figure. And truth be told, I wouldn't mind, you know, maybe some some of the, like, you know how they're doing the flashback figures, maybe going even back again into some of the older female characters that were really great. Uh, I know we've got to miss All Sunday coming, but if you look at her outfit for the figure, it's, Slightly problematic, to be honest. Um, what about? I wouldn't um, mind another. Doctor Crea. Doctor Crea. I don't know why she never really has gotten much. She, she she's one of the she's one of the sexiest women in the show. I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and honestly, even when you talk about like uh, Suru, I would love a, a good oh, Suru yeah. figure. Ooh, I love Suru. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I mean, my thing is, you keep having them come back in the story or appear, whether it's a flashback, whether you know. So obviously, they're major enough to warrant it. Suru and her bad biddies, I think, is what we dubbed them. That would be great. I to have like, a whole, <laughs> Yeah. The, the, I love that. Yeah, I, was, uh, I think the one thing I don't want is more BB figures. Yeah. I mean, we all agree. I think there, Jill. What mm-hmm. were you gonna say? I was just gonna say because I was looking at my figures. Uh, <laughs> I have so many figures of like a Sabo and Luffy, but we talked about it earlier. There are no figures of Boa Hancock, Sandersonia, and uh, Mary Marigold. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, I would kill for like a three oh set god, series seriously. of them, like either like snake forms or just like fighting with hockey. Uh, it'd be so cool. They could even do big ones. Oh, that would be amazing. And and there's a couple of figures who even fit the mold of like the attractive female archetypes who don't have figures, like Monette or Baby Five. True, true. Yeah, they've been relegated to either the the world collectible figure line or like an arcade prize. And even koala, I don't think there's enough koala. Oh, I love koala. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I've got a one cute koala figure. I'm looking at the Hina portrait of pirates, and I can't believe her cleavage. It, it's still pretty yeah. cool, but it just it looks silly to me that, knowing what the character normally looks I like would in love canon. A good Hina. I mean, yeah. that, honestly, that's the only one because I have a lot of the really older ones, and and I have like Dang. the figure arts Tashigi and stuff like that. So I have some really good older ones where they weren't ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I would love a really good Hina. Because it's so frustrating to me that that she just doesn't have anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah there would one with her like the sure. black cage kimono sleeves out yeah. would be so cool. Oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. I mean, and she's such a great character. And I, I, I particularly like really nasty women who don't really aren't angry. Like she's not angry, so she mm-hmm. just she just really doesn't give a shit about anybody. And I really like that. Yeah, yeah. I have the same. I have the same I, once, I, I love. <laughs> 
disdain. You know, if you can give me something where she's looking at you with disdain, that would make oh, me that'd be great. Yeah, I, it's it's really like I th- this kind of goes to to a topic we we had earlier, but it's annoying that you. Yeah, I think this is definitely a post-time skip thing that you have a lot of these great characters and they kind of get taken down. I feel like taken down a notch almost because you're distracted by the fan service elements of of them. I just got a thought. Maybe a lot of the reason why we're suffering so much post-time skip because like those of us who were with the series before the war, before the war arc, we remember when One Piece <laughs> was not popular. Mm, so we could right. barely get figures, That's but true. Like the figures we got were like a little more true to like what the series was presenting at the time. But now that the series got super popular, I'm sure there's like more direct edits coming down from top. Like, oh, focus more on sexy women. We got to sell more sexy women product because that's what every other series does. And I imagine that definitely like no one's immune to pressure. Definitely not Oda. And, and like, we're all products of our environment too. So that all that bad stuff kind of cooks up to the surface. I, I think I meant, I forget if I mentioned this, but I, or it's been mentioned on our show at the very least. I think a lot of the reason why those, the, uh, what, what was it? The BB line. And a lot of those like sexified figures come out is because they're trying to corner the fan market and the Dojin market and all of that. Sure. And mm-hmm. toys trying to make a profit off of that very weird. I don't know how to describe that sector of the of the population that buys that kind of stuff in droves. Um, so, yeah, I, but they're compromising their own, I don't know, whatever principles or, or, or whatever there, I feel like, scruples. Yeah, well, I mean, like- if, you, if you look at Mega House, you know, they, they, they had this statistic of like how many millions of figures they shipped last year. So, you know, they, they, they definitely are make, were making money regardless of whether they had BBs, they've always been very, very successful. And it's not like they didn't sell out um, some of those older figures because they still re-released them, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess I understand the idea of cornering more mar- m- the market, more market rather, and, and everyone wanting to make more money. But I just, I just wish they would go, okay, well, we, we, we made this, I think the new BB, because of course there's a new BB. It's like Rasta color or whatever the hell they called it. Oh yeah, I saw yeah. that. I'm yeah. like, who gets? Who, I don't care. <laughs> it, yeah, I know. But it's like, okay, fine. If you're gonna do that, can we also have like a nice full size big mom, big mom, or <laughs> or Wanda, or Kiku, or Komorosaki, or anyone? Yeah, it's like. Uh, I don't mind the sexy figures if there was also non-sexy figures. Thank you. It just has to be a balance. Exactly. Yeah. Just just right. saying, we have, right. uh, and they've shown, like, obviously, they made sexy man figures. Uh, the I, whole yeah. sitting on chair. Like, like, <laughs> I own them all. I know. <laughs> but the issue is the Kelly female ones are always sexy. <laughs> I do. I do. But you yeah, know what it is? It, it feels like way it sexier. feels. It always feels like we see the men walking around in the street and the women we only see in the shower. Like, that's what it always ends up feeling like. Mm. We don't get a, any kind of, you know, Nami on the prow of the ship or... or yeah, God forbid we have a dry Nami not in a bathing suit. Or, like in a, yeah, or like in a gorgeous dress. Because, like, you meant... I think it was Kelly mentioned, like, Fujiko earlier. That's what she is. She's a uh, sexy the, pop show, right. but she's... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's and it's like part of her character, and you see her in different situations, and yeah, yeah, not yeah. just bikini. It would be weird if Fujiko was in a bikini the whole time, but because it's a pirate story, I guess that's the rationale. 
it's, if it's there's a rationale. I don't think there's. I don't <laughs> think there's even a rationale. I don't think there's a rationale. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really think there is either. Yeah. Um. So, are are there any uh you know final thoughts on uh on on this subject? Um, Shannon, I'll, I'll start with you if you have any. I hate that Pudding is sixteen because she's one of my favorite characters. But it's so weird that there's like a five year age difference. Mm. We didn't talk about that too much. I lo- I thought she was. I loved how like manipulative she was and kind of scary and and funny and how cruel her mom was to her i don't know i loved her whole story and i think it was later on i was like oh she's 16 it's weird it's like that it's that ambivalence that a lot of this kind of comes with of getting so invested in something and then feeling kind of gross about it Mm -hmm. although obviously like i like i I don't i shouldn't have to qualify this but it's like i love one piece and i love uh, a lot of it i love bill mare and uh big mom and stuff but there are so many little things that over I've read it for 17 years that just kind of build up like, okay, but it's gotten better. I think, and I think it will continue to get better. I'm going to hope. I, I have a head cannon at least. So like Wapples 29 and that makes no sense. So I'm just, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yeah, Wapple was 40. I believe that's true. I, sure, I, I yeah. want to, I want to write down a whole principle on why Oda's, uh, Big Mom family designs don't make sense, but that's. I mean, that's thing. a whole other topic. <laughs> but like, at least in my head, like these these ages, I don't know where they're coming from, but I don't. They, they don't look like those ages, so I'm hoping they're not th- like that. Yeah. that Zoro looks 29. Yeah, He's supposed to be 21. Yeah. Come on, Zoro. If mm. the, yeah, if Zoro's much younger than me, then you know, oh god. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, I th- and. Luffy even recently. I mean at the beginning of the series I guess he looked like maybe 18, 19 or 20 or something, but now he, he was 17. He looked like right. a boy. 17. He, he looked, he yeah, looked, he looked like he's a boy. 19. You see it like a like college freshman that looks like Luffy. <laughs> right? <laughs> the real world. <laughs> no, Luffy's a child. Yeah. Wow, at heart. Yeah. Um Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Erica, any final thoughts? Um you know, I think we're always looking at this through multiple lenses, which makes this conversation so fabulous because we have our own, our own head spaces that we're coming from and our own experiences with the series over, you know, a decade. But also we, we acknowledge that there's these other lenses like the Shueisha issues and Shonen Jump management and Oda's own personal problems. Um, ultimately, what happens is when I'm watching a, a series for any length of time, if I know your, you as the creator and or your editor's fetishes, I find that creepy. Yes. Um, I don't want to know, uh, like I'm reading, rereading uh, all the ghosts in the shell manga and I know, uh, Shiro has a real ass fetish and I don't care. I don't really, or I don't really feel that that's something that's valuable because you can't keep your own fetishes out of your story, but also you shouldn't be like, hi, this is my fetish. Did you not did I tell you about it? Did I tell you about it? Did I tell you about it? And a little bit, that's sort of what this feels like. Like, it just comes off that Oda and his team, his editing team and the magazine team, is another one of those guys who cited 16-year-old girls are the hottest when they were 18, and now they're 45, and they still think that, and it's really weird and creepy. <laughs> and have yeah. they, you, you want to say, could you go out with someone your own age and just appreciate somebody who is, I feel like Shinobu is telling them that, like, a mature woman. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like that's that's sort of the whole point. Like and you I know what I know that's what mm-hmm. you you look at mature women and you see Shinobu, but the answer is you're missing out how creepy you are by constantly looking at sixteen year olds. Um 
it's hard. It's very hard on me. I do find fan service not serving me. It does. It actively does not serve me. And so as a fan, I feel disenfranchised every time I'm forced to deal with that particular thing. So I feel like it does take away. It does insult the young men. It does insult the women. And it does constantly remind you that this is what Oda and his management and his editorial team think is the best look. And I feel like that's a thing, that's a message that, that is not serving them well, nor is it serving me well. But obviously, it's one of the most popular series in the world, and they don't really care if I buy it. So there's no voice we could have individually anymore. Yeah. No, it's it, very well said. I can't add anything to that. Um, Jill, any final thoughts? Yeah, so <laughs> um, I think almost one of the worst parts is that we've seen how good he can be at writing female characters. There are some fantastic characters and moments which makes the lows so much worse because if he was just terrible overall, if I could just be like, yes, I love this series, but gotta just got to throw it out there so everyone knows all the writing of women is terrible and stuff like that, that would almost be easier than being like, I think this is a fantastic series, but there are moments that are terrible. Mm. And, you, and he knows they're bad because he's had such highs before. I mean, we've got two women who honestly a huge part of their um of their stories is pregnancy we got big mom and porcus rouge rouge is literally only there for pregnancy i did the math i think big mom has to be pregnant for 50 percent of her life mm. um but like she uses that as like power um as uh, like internal femininity she uses to gain power obviously not in a good way <laughs> but it is part of being a woman and she uses it to, I mean, not that you have to be a mother to be a woman, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> and she uses it as, like, she goes by big mom, and people are terrified of her. She is a big mom with a bunch of kids, and she rules part of the world. Um, and Our I think protagonist is terrified of her. <laughs> yep. yeah. um, so it's it's so hard to go back and see characters, or, or going forward, see characters that are just treated so unfairly. Um, I was a huge fan of Rebecca. I still am, but man, did she get done dirty. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many things in Dressrosa that could have been done better. And considering Rebecca was like our in our character who we are mostly connected to with Luffy in Dressrosa. And she's got so done so terribly. Um, so God, I forgot where I was going. <laughs> it, it's, it's hard to basically say, I love these characters and I love what Oda's done when you know, like at any moment, he could just have Sanji show up in a bathhouse mm. just for tit jokes mm. while yeah. getting his, his wife's dream of becoming invisible so he can look in a bathhouse instead of using it useful for the crew. Um, Committing crimes it, instead of instead of doing anything it, useful. But exactly all of that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly it, all of that. That's exactly <laughs> correct. And it's, it's hard because... Like when we talked about how in the background there's been a lot more women, um, there's been a lot of women in the spotlight recently um, on trans and LGBT issues. Those have been up there too. It feels like someone has been talking to Oda or he's become more aware of where to use and going forward. But then, like I said, we still have Sanji. So it, it's it's hard to say when we're moving forward if every f- uh, step forward is two steps back with another character. Um, all I can say is I have hope for the future. I mean, that's really all I can do is hope mm-hmm. that uh, it gets better. And Wano's been okay about it. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of just have to see where it goes. Uh, Erica. 
I already went. Oh, sorry. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> uh, Brian. <laughs> did Kelly? Oh, did Kelly go? Oh, no. I, Kelly did not. Kelly could go. Uh, You know, I I will start by saying, like, I echo a lot of uh, things that uh, were said before. And, uh, you know, post time skip one piece definitely in in, in many instances has has been a little bit of a of a struggle for me um, with with just some of the some of the tropes and different things like that that have gone on. I am slightly encouraged by the Wano arc in certain aspects. Um, you know, I, I didn't necessarily expect Oda to do, uh, you know, a 180 and get rid of every single, you know, thing that he had in there. So although I didn't like the bathhouse, I wasn't exactly surprised as soon as they mentioned bathhouse. But there, I do see certain aspects of it, hopefully improving. It's kind of hard to say because I'm still kind of curious, you know, to see how how Nami and Robin behave in this arc and, and subsequent arcs and, and what, what they get to do. So I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I, I think the biggest challenge is like we've been saying all along on, on this episode is that when Oda does it right, he does it so right. And it's so great, but we've also seen that same thing dip down and you just kind of don't know how things are going to shake out. So I tend to proceed with a lot of caution, I think, especially post time skip, but I will say that I am encouraged by Wano and fingers crossed that, that, you know, it continues to improve in that way as we go forward. Yeah. And I'm just looking at some of the alternate designs we had shared with each other for Robin and Nami particularly. Oh, yeah, I know. And Short hair traps. Robin. <laughs> It makes me so sad. It's it's so depressing because I like every other version more than the one we got. Um, these are all in volume 61, by the way. There are alternate designs for all of the Straw Hats. And for most of them, I like the alternate ones more than what he actually went with, which is... Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. and Especially for Robin. It's just yeah, especially, yeah, especially Robin. Well, I kind of <laughs> wish he didn't post that because it's the it's the... It's the theme we've been kind of going through this whole time. It's the, he could have done it, but he didn't do it. He didn't do the thing. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I mean, I know yeah, it's his series, you know, and as I think Erica said before, um, we're, you know, what are we going to do about it? He's going to do his thing because it's the most popular thing ever. And, you know, the, he, what, what are we going to really say that's going to change that? But I, God, I hope any of those Robin designs come back. Um, I mean, it's Brian, it's it's yeah. an evidence of just when you're dealing with an artist's vision of the world and view of the world. All it does is tell you who that artist is. It does, sure. It's not a reflection. It's not a reflection right. on you. It's not a reflection on anyone else. It's not a reflection necessarily on the world. Yeah. Uh, I I'm think, just saying I, think, I want the Robin M glasses. Oh, hell it's, yeah. It's so awesome mm-hmm. looking. All, all my all my ladies in glasses, you're one hundred percent. But uh <laughs> but what I was gonna say. Oh yeah. So um Brian. Brian, you awesome. cut out. Brian. <laughs> oh he was doing so well. <laughs> yeah, he, he was. He was getting his, his turn. Uh oh. Is he gone for did he actually drop off? Um I'm gonna also cut out now, I think. Okay, so I'm uh Erica, where could people find you? Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at Okazu Yuri, and you can find me at my blog, okazu.yurikon.com, where I endlessly talk about all things Yuri. And uh, on 
Facebook on the Yurikon group and wherever fine social media is to be found. Um, Yo, I'm back. Oh, Brian. You. Uh, anyway, uh, Brian, I'm going to get going. Thanks, folks. This was. Bye, Erica. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. So Bye. Much. I hope I hope I can do it again. I love talking to you no, guys. No, yeah, it's always such you a pleasure can. to have you on. It's uh, it's. We'll definitely have you. Back. Yeah, we'll definitely have mm-hmm. you back. Okay, I'm gonna head out, head out, um, but have a great rest of the convo. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Uh, Brian, what were you gonna? What were your final yeah, thoughts? Sorry, internet. No, it did happen. Internet killed. Yes. Me. Uh, so I think most of you all mentioned just like uh diversity being an issue and one of the problems we have is the fact that like Oda does sexy women but only almost exclusively does sexy women unless it's a joke character but I, I will say in comparison to other popular shonen I'll use the big three as an example I one time I went through Bleach I mean when I went through Bleach oh. yeah Taite Kumbo didn't do a single woman who was like quote unquote old or looked old and, not, oh, yeah. and the only like plus size he had immediately became like thin and attractive mm-hmm. and i'm like and that that's an entire that's like 400 chapters yeah, of a series though, right? of very popular. that's the one that's i forget their yeah, names but that's a different sexy trope that is unfortunate too oh, okay yeah, yeah like young prepubescent body types uh, oh okay yeah um yeah like so like even though oda like disappoints us so frequently at least when you look at the, like the series as a, as a whole, you're like, okay, it's, he's trying things because he's only trying to do what he finds funny and what he finds attractive. And like, that's why I said earlier about the whole, like we're looking at a view of who the artist is not a reflection of our society. And I'm glad that women are around to point out where he is failing on so many different categories. I, I, I hope he has more diverse ears uh, or diverse, uh, uh, people around him to to tell him these things. I think a lot of the frustration oh. that we have is because we do care about these series and we care about these characters. Mm-hmm. And when they let us down, which they do, it's yeah, even it's even more frustrating. If we didn't care, if we didn't like any of them, you know, why, why would we even be talking about well, this? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Another- One Piece has been in my life longer than any relationship. <laughs> like it's seventeen. Same. Years, so I, I'm. <laughs> deeply invested mm. you know and and one thing i like to point out is like we know he can do better because i know course. we mentioned earlier is like baroque works where it's like perfect gender parity between all the characters mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what also baroque works did and so disappointing in more recent arcs which is why nami and robin being sidelined is so unfortunate is like it doesn't matter if she's like an hourglass figure and like rail thin in this world that doesn't matter you should still be able to punch to a wall all if, you, exactly. if the story yeah. yeah and i'm like where is that woman that's why i like carrot at least because like she's battle hard is that ms monday you think about like all the times that you see the joking where nami beats the monster trio up yeah nami she, she can, if she can land those kinds of bruises and stuff like that you know you, you mean to tell me that you're gonna just make her a character that like runs away or only does stealth things for the rest of the series well, that's the thing nami's like well, super i get it Nami's super overpowered, I think, because she also has, like, she controls the weather. Um, And and that's the other aspect of that. Like, my feeling is, yes, I know they're in an area where enemies are stronger, but they've also been getting stronger as well. The women are are getting stronger alongside with the male characters. So let's see what they can do. 
There's no reason Robin can't make a giant fist equi- uh, equal to Luffy's. Yeah, and, and punch Kaido in the face. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm still holding out hope for a Black Maria Robin giant fight. Oh, like, that's what I want. Oh my gosh. That would be great. We haven't had. That's a good call. Speaking of one on one Robin fights, um, that's a whole other topic, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, and the thing with Robin, particularly, is she also kind of holds the key to the whole series. Um, exactly. So, like. I mean, that's the lesson I'm trying to take away from this because, look, we're at this moment in time, chapter 900 whatever is the one that's out right now. Um, Things might change for the better or the worse, and it's hard to judge things as a whole. I could definitely judge things as they are today, and I could say the things that were done well and done poorly, but like when you have a new character that shows up and people are worried about the way they'll be treated based on past behavior that's not uncalled for but i also don't it's it's a whole level of stress i'm not ready to put my myself in being like oh Mm -hmm. they better treat this character like this or else because it's just like tabula rasa is the best thing to do just clear your mind of, of any expectations you have and then judge the character how they've been treated at the end of the day um, and Robin, I think, is like the perfect example of that because Robin is someone who might be super, super, super important in those very last chapters. But we we don't know that until the year 2046 when the series wraps up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, breaking news. <laughs> 2046. Which is why I just, I always approach cautiously optimistic. I kind of just go, I'm not expecting anything, but I'm just going to have hope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was it hope for the best, expect the worst? Um, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if that's too cynical or, or what, but there we are. Um, did everyone get a chance to round off? Because I've been... My brain has been all over the place today. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, how could how could everyone contact each of you? Shannon, where could people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Plenty of Alcoves, on YouTube at Struchy Movies, and the two podcasts I'm on on Twitter are at Struggle Sesh and at Critical Bitcast. Brian. Uh, you can find me in, as Dark King Zorro, all one word, on Twitter. Uh, I have work up on DeviantArt. Bannendorf is the name, but you also check out the uh, podcast I do interviewing uh, an- other animation professionals called the Animation Success Stories Podcast. That's ASS Podcast. Uh, we usually interview every Sunday night. So we have one coming up with one of the uh, writers of Craig of the Creek. Uh, her name's uh, Shakira. Oh, wait, we're not posting. We're not posting this for a Screw that. Yeah. Uh, just check us. Yeah, just check us out on Sundays on Animation Success Stories podcast. They could still go back and check. Um, Kelly. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Karuri, and you can also find me uh, on uh, Moogle Radio, uh, which is uh, another podcast about Final Fantasy. Jill. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Oh, uh, you can find me at Pirates on Luck on Twitter and most other social media um and every so often as a contributor on the one piece podcast uh big thanks also to uh erica and kendra uh who both left at different times respectively but um this is great as always thank you all uh we'll see you next month uh where i believe the next one will be we'll talk, be talking about parents and children so we'll see you then goodbye bye bye goodbye bye, bye.